to Startup in Estonia, the podcast where we discuss different pillars of a successful startup ecosystem by showcasing examples from Estonia. In this season, we take a deeper dive into verticals of startups, such as educational technology, AI and machine learning, cybersecurity, financial technologies, talent HR, and more. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud, and for more information about the startup ecosystem in Estonia, visit startupestonia.ee. Without further ado, it's time to dive into today's episode. Here's your host, Jiao Ray. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Startup in Estonia, Season 2. Uh, this time, we're also going to have a theme, and we're going to talk about AI, machine learning, and all that jazz. And I'm very happy to have with me two experts in Estonia in the field of AI. I have Trin and Christian. And guys, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? Uh, what are you up to? Hello, everyone. I'm Trin Mahlakaiv. Uh, today, I'm representing North Star AI. That's a community effort that brings together AI experts with a larger mission to solve the talent shortage in the area. My own background uh, uh, is not from AI. Uh, almost 10 years ago, I stepped into the startup scene of Estonia, joined a, then a smaller uh, startup called Fortumo. I was, I think, one of the eighth or ninth uh, employees. And it, it all happened when the mobile first uh, era was about to begin. So I think the first uh, smartphone, uh, iPhone, was launched in 2007. So it was back in 2009. And I basically saw how, uh, how mobile and smartphones took over the world. It ended up in uh, each of our pockets. And I joined as a business person. From there on... Um, uh, I wanted to explore more what our digital government is doing, so I joined uh, eHealth Foundation uh, to uh, research more how we can um, uh, leverage the governmental health data. But I still felt that uh, startups is in, uh, in deep of my heart, and uh, I joined Technopol uh, to support Estonian startup ecosystem. And thereon, it was very logical for me to uh, co-found Nostar AI with Estonian AI leaders. All right, and Christian? Um, yeah, hi. I'm happy to be here. I'm um, I'm Christian. I'm um, building robots at uh, Starship Technologies. Um, we have these small self-driving um, delivery robots. It's going quite well. Um, we are now, we've, we've, I would say that the product kind of, the robot itself got kind of ready or, or the MVP got ready like uh, maybe like a year ago, so that they are actually driving. They are more autonomous than not autonomous. Yeah. Uh, and and it is working. They don't break all the time and, and they are safe and, and, and so on. And then in the last year, we have been uh, testing out different business models, like how you use these self-driving robots, uh, which are the first in the world uh, that are actually able to do it in public spaces. And now the best, uh, one of the best business models for us is that we are driving in in, corp in uh, university campuses. So students are ordering uh, food and stuff with our app. And it's it's going quite well. And there are like, uh, I don't know, we're doing like about 1,000 orders per day um, with, with hundreds of robots. And, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's quite decent. So the AI stuff, in a sense, is in, it's the, as much AI as it can be. It is uh, like right. a self-driving uh, thing that thinks itself 
sees the cars, bicycles, traffic lights, decides how to move and so on. And uh, yeah, it's quite exciting that it, so I think Trin, we can start you, scaling it. Trin, you were talking a little bit about the, you know, the, the, the wave of, you know, mobile technologies and now, you know, you went into the, the maybe the, the government and, and see how the e-government can, mm -hmm. uh, can help. And now you're into AI. Just why, why AI? It wasn't, uh, I would say, well thought idea. I, um, uh, when I ended my career at uh, supporting uh, startups in uh, Technopol, I was looking uh, for a meaningful uh, career. And then I met Christian and Andre, who is now running the head of He's running data science team at Polt, uh, formerly Taxify. And I saw that there is a big uh, problem in Estonia mm -hmm. that we have a lot of startups, but we don't have, and we have a lot of ideas. Uh, people in general are entrepreneurial, but we don't have tech talent who could support the mm -hmm. uh, entrepreneurial minds uh, with their technical skills. And uh, the mission really touched my heart. And I saw that there is a gap in the market. We should really uh, add more uh, vibration uh, to the uh, technical community. So this is where the North Star AI. This uh, is yeah how we were born. Uh, uh, there were uh, plenty of activities beforehand, and Christian was part of them as well, organizing uh, meetups to bring people together and really discuss how our uh, uh, smaller and bigger uh, companies can implement AI because the wave was uh, just happening in the world. Um, th that's how it was born, and uh, now we can see that over the, over the over the two years that I've been part of this um, initiative, we have uh, reached the mainstream. Mm -hmm. So uh, the hype is really here. And next step is to think about where next so we can really leverage the uh, technologies for the benefit of our society and companies. So let's talk a little bit about this, this, this hype, this wave of, uh, you know, discussion going around uh, AI and, you know, machine learning, computer vision. And, you know, there's, a, there's obviously a lot of hype surrounding it. Uh, there's a lot of attention. And I think it's almost a joke that if if you have some sort of AI in your company, you're you know guaranteed to get some sort of funding. Uh, but maybe Christian, maybe you can talk a little bit about like what what brought you to AI and how do you see this whole attention being poured into this uh, field? Is it is it all hype or is it is there some substance? Um, I was studying mathematics in University of Manchester, um, finishing my masters, and. Uh, and obviously being there in the middle of stuff and reading and, and so on, then it was already kind of clear <laughs> that it was powerful. Uh, and it was actually before the time of deep learning, mm. uh, which is one type of uh, mm -hmm. group of algorithms that are most powerful at the moment in understanding the world. Uh, but already at that time, for me, for example, it was clear that we can make self-driving cars. Mm -hmm. It was uh, 2000, I don't know, nine or something mm -hmm. uh, like a long time ago and uh, and yeah then I went to do my PhD in machine learning um, I, I was uh, applying the algorithms to brain data um, like a medical data and mm -hmm. so on after the PhD it somehow uh, I was kind of going towards more and more uh, just pure AI, pure machine learning, pure like deep learning I was building uh, a startup in, in London and then joined the Starship uh, uh, um, three and a half years ago. What about the uh, hype? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't kind of fully understand. I will. I, I don't understand why people are saying that it is a hype. Uh, like uh, it is, of course, in a way. But I, I don't understand why people are so worried about it. And if you think about it, then 
the stuff that we, has been achieved in last five years, it's extremely amazing or, or six, seven years. Uh, ten year, years ago, it was impossible for a computer to understand what's on an image. It was impossible for a mm-hmm. computer to understand mm-hmm. uh, the sound. So you couldn't make a Siri or Google Echo or, or, or any kind of devices that you control with your voice. Uh, it was impossible for a computer to learn a random new game. Um, it was predicted like that it takes many decades for solving like even simple games uh, like uh, abstract board game go um which i'm playing as well uh, and it was uh, i was watching the live uh, mm-hmm. uh, live game when the, the computer beat the uh, best human and it was it was uh, wonderful so to sum it up if you look back 10 years and what we have achieved now in 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 the world of ai these things that we can do now trivially look like would look like miracles 10 years ago mm-hmm. would sound impossible uh, for best minds 10,000 people solving something, they wouldn't be able to do it, what we can do now in a couple of lines of code. So it is extremely powerful what we have done. And, and, and understanding images, understanding text, and now also generating images, generating text, and also generating strategies for winning humans in many fields, uh, I, think, uh, I think it's more amazing than people actually understand. Yeah. And I think if you look at the Estonian uh, you know, startup scene, then Obviously, from day one, Starship, because of the self-driving nature of the robots, has been one of those companies that's heavily applying, uh, you know, these new technologies. And I completely agree with you. I think, you know, the the, the technology has evolved very quickly, and we have a lot of potential opportunities. So it's it's really about how do you apply that to ideas that can can generate something. So, Trin, maybe from your side, from the community side, uh, what have you seen in Estonia in terms of startups that are using uh, this new uh, AI, machine learning, computer vision uh, for their advantage, for their product? What's happening in Estonia in terms of AI? Estonia obviously still is a small country, but we see more and more uh, applications uh, from the private company side. And uh, we have mapped the ecosystem, at least uh, the, uh, the companies that we know of. Uh, although AI can be applied uh, uh, to most of the current technologies, it's not only AI first uh, startups that we see, that, uh, but also older companies or scale-ups are using uh, machine learning and data science to automate and uh, 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 optimize their current uh, products. Uh, obviously, uh, the most well-known uh, team that is also building the biggest data science team in Europe is Boilt, formerly, mm-hmm. formerly Taxify. Yeah, known as Taxify. And uh, they are using data science uh, all over their business side. And they are uh, not so much using uh, deep, deep learning, I think, but more to optimize the routes, everything you see from the app, from the uh, user side and uh, riders, uh, driver's side, uh, basically AI is all over it. Um, then, of course, Starship, that Christian can tell you more about it, but also our bigger scale-ups and world-known uh, unicorns such as uh, TransferWise and PipeDrive are using to optimize their business processes, save money. And, and these, these scale-ups, are they, are they hiring and building the teams in-house or are they using the, the you know, I don't know, some know-how that's, uh, that's out there? I believe most of the teams are building their or starting mm. to build their teams mm. in-house. Pipedrive, I know, started their 
Andorra uh, team a year ago and the same thing for Taxify. They started uh, um, oh, 18 months ago and uh, last year at least they said that they have uh, uh, saved eight digit number of uh, dollars or euros uh, from their AI activities. So companies are really catching up at the same time we see uh, newer uh, very early stage startup um, startups which are born here like Sixfold, uh, Snackable AI, uh, uh, Feeling Stream, uh, uh, basically taking the technologies that are out there that are now, are now approachable, uh, whereas you don't need to invest as much as you did uh, in 10 years ago. So we see that in Estonia, these technologies are used uh, to solve real problems. And I think uh, when, when we previously touched upon uh, the hype Uh, uh, way. So in Estonia, we don't have that much resource and, and investment to, uh, for R&D. So uh, all our technologists uh, and developers are using these uh, uh, powerful uh, technologies to really solve uh, the problems out there for the benefit of the customer and also thinking about business model models. Uh, where does the money come from? That's mm-hmm. the most important mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Christian? Yeah, you? the last one was just a bit insulting because in Starship we do do research and we do you do uh, like advanced stuff and invent our own algorithms and so on because it's not enough to because no one in the world has built self-driving robots to public mm-hmm. spaces so uh-huh. we are doing it and I wanted to maybe make a, this more clear distinction that we are talking about AI uh, and deep learning and then on the other hand most of this talk was not about these technologies it was more about data science and uh, uh, and understanding data and visualizing data and getting insight from the data and then also uh, making some uh, uh, like processes better like in Paul's case it's the easy case for ETA for example estimating time of arrival this needs to be done with machine learning and so on but most of the effort in these teams is data science it's about understanding the business understanding the customers understanding the need uh, and and then creating insight from there and uh, and, and I'm not saying it in in, in a bad way that it's like the AI and data science is something like less powerful it isn't it has uh, it has a lot uh, easier way way to create value uh, uh, it's sometimes amazing how if you just do a usual visualization about some important thing and then everything changes in the company it maybe was only like five minutes of work uh, exactly, uh, exactly. So, and uh, and I myself for example in Starship uh, now I, I am leading data science team as well mm-hmm. uh, uh, not anymore building the um, um, AI into the robot um, and one reason for there was that is there is a lot of excitement you can kind of do so much with so little exactly so you see you see the immediate you know yeah. effects of your of your effort but I wanted to I wanted to just bring a little bit about there's a lot of companies in Estonia making use of these technologies um, do you think that Estonia somehow is ahead of the curve or behind the curve when it comes to this I mean you saw that there was a need for this community building and and trying to bring attention to this field uh, a lot of a lot of has changed in the last two years uh, but if you look outside of Estonia how, how do you see Estonia kind of competing with other countries when it comes to AI? Definitely, we can't say that Estonia is ahead of the curve. Uh, maybe in some points when we look at the government uh, AI applications, but from the uh, commercial company side, uh, uh, we are still on the same level that uh, EU companies are. We uh, definitely have our own benefits, uh, main advantage being being a small country. Um, 
But uh, generally in the world, uh, China and uh, US are still leading the scene and EU and in EU we see UK, uh, Spain, uh, France, Germany are taking uh, most of the investments have the, and have uh, most startups uh, or AI startups. But where Estonia is really catching up uh, is um, being a small country, lean country, we see that the government has benefits to really upgrade. It's a, uh, it's a services for the citizens using uh, AI. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're a small country, we need to be lean. We have uh, shortage in talent. Uh, we don't have that much investments, uh, brain drain. Uh, uh, so in general, we need to implement uh, and deploy these uh, applications to be effective and compete with other governments in the world. You are listening to the Startup in Estonia podcast. We're going to get back to the episode shortly. To learn more about the startup ecosystem in Estonia, visit startupestonia.ee, where you can find more information about Estonian startup visa. Visit our blog, check out startup events in Estonia, and more. For up-to-date startup news, also follow Startup Estonia in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And now, let's get back to the show. And in terms of the, the government activity, I think there's a, an important aspect to to discuss, which is the, uh, you know, the regulation that surrounds uh, some of these technologies. I mean, if you talk about self-driving, then clearly there's there's some regulations there. I think with, with Starship, you probably were involved in, in some of these issues. But when we also talk about AI and sort of artificial intelligence in, in sort of a later stage, uh, there's some groundwork being prepared in Estonia to make it uh, a little bit more attractive for companies companies who want to experiment in this field. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I was part of the uh, process while uh, the law was made for um, like the delivery devices on, on sidewalks. Uh, it was interesting to read the first drafts and uh, it was interesting to see how um, different stakeholders were considered and how everyone was giving their word so that I think it, that the law is decent and everything is nice there. So there is nothing strange. Um, but about uh, general AI regulating stuff, then I am personally not very pro it. I, I don't believe that we should regulate ahead of stuff. We don't exactly know what are, will be the problems, how it's going to kind of affect things. Uh, and this too broad, too much into the future, too general um, regulation aim uh, um, also distracts us from uh, more focused things. For example, uh, we, still, we still don't have a law for self-driving cars. Exactly. All that we have been talking about and yeah. we have wanted to regulate them yeah. for so long time, but we then we... And, and that's the near future, right? Yeah, actually, that's yeah. here. I mean, if you think and, about... And it needs regulation exactly. because there is a huge kind of machine driving and killing people, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, how come you are not regulating? And it, that would be an opportunity to take, like, a leadership exactly, role. Exactly, but I, I think we went kind of too general and looking too much into the future and we didn't kind of nail it we didn't mm-hmm. regulate it uh, mm-hmm. and we didn't kind of succeed mm-hmm. <laughs> in that sense so I, I don't think I don't know whether like regulating too much something that we don't fully know yet is a, is a right thing to but, do but do we think that Estonia right now from a regulatory point of view is uh, doing enough or it, it, it feels like it's attractive enough for, for, for those companies that would like to experiment in, within the field of artificial intelligence or, yes, or, or the self-driving yeah. definitely this uh, uh, there is this issue that uh, uh, 
America is and China as well, they are still less regulated. For example, one of the most important aspects of uh, machine learning and, and AI is data mm-hmm. and gathering data and, and uh, annotating it and, and using it. But Estonia, uh, Estonia and the EU has quite strict uh, regulations about data privacy, mm-hmm. which are a lot less strict in America and there is nothing in China. In China yeah. But if we compare Estonia and EU to America and China, then uh, then we clearly see that uh, in EU and Estonia we have a very strict regulations for regarding uh, data, regarding privacy. data and privacy mm-hmm. and so on. Uh, and that gives a huge edge to America and China. Uh, so in a global global world for machine learning where the data is most important, I think this uh, this kind of being Less, too much afraid yeah, of, uh, yeah. of privacy is actually uh, it might be stopping us a bit. Yeah, maybe that's why the UK wants to exit the EU so they can <laughs> do a little bit more on data science. And, yeah, uh, definitely <laughs> UK culturally is more similar to uh, America as well. So it is definitely this kind of conflict there in, in, in some values or main main core values. But do you think it's also sustainable if we don't think about the regulations now and we start to think about uh, them in the future after there might be some cons- consequences or tests uh, uh, by autonomous cars or vehicles? Yeah, and we should definitely think about it. I'm always thinking about uh, far <laughs> future as well. But other thing is, uh, should you then forget your real work? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think for me it was very impressive. I think it was a couple of years ago when uh, when Latitude was open with um, with the president uh, giving a speech and already talking about you know the the future. AI and how the government was thinking about these issues, which was for a head of state or for you know for a president of a country, I had never heard any president mentioning these things, and, and to hear that on on stage at a, at a conference and thinking about what consequences might there be in the future when it comes to uh, you know loss of jobs, uh, when it comes to you know potentially having to regulate some of these technologies, um, so it, it always felt like Estonia, at least from a government point of view, was was a little bit ahead of the curve, but maybe on the ground with the activity of the startups or who we are able to attract to come here. We're not there yet. Uh, Trin, do you want to comment yeah, on that? Yeah, I think we're not there yet. Of course, I understand uh, from the companies and uh, innovation side, technologists' uh, main job is uh, to create new innovations, uh, and that that's their passion. But of course, uh, and it's not their job to think too much about uh, the regulation because we, uh, our, it's our government's job, and other institutions are in charge of that. But. Um, Yeah, I agree that uh, from the business perspective, uh, China and US uh, have an edge because they are not that overregulated and the EU is looking, uh, uh, together with Estonia, their place in the world. And it has been said that maybe uh, developing trustworthy AI is our our competitive edge. But at the same time, I I truly agree that on the business side, it uh, it really pulls us down. But, But do you think that at least within Europe, Estonia has a bit of an edge compared to some other countries? Estonian edge, I think, uh, is not uh, that much in the regulation, but um, how fast we can move here. Mm -hmm. Uh, As Christian said, that uh, our government is thinking about the regulations, and if something needs to be applied, it can be applied and tested and uh, pulled back from the the legal point of view as well. I think that's mainly the only edge we have here, being lean and uh, selling our uh, uh, AI seen as a testing platform for these global uh, startups and applications that that could be work, uh, 
be seen as the advantage. And another advantage when we're already talking about Estonia, I think is our uh, legacy of our digital government. As our government has collected a lot of data and we have this digital infrastructure called X-Road here that basically allows uh, government uh, databases to exchange data when we can uh, give that data out uh, uh, taking account, of course, the data privacy to the startups and applications so they can test uh, uh, and build new applications um, uh, on top of that, that could be the benefit for Estonian government. I, I, I think that it's fascinating that we're, you know, we're talking of AI and machine learning and all that and, and a lot of this discussion about data and, and the privacy and maybe how, how Europe might have this you know, privacy-minded uh, edge the last keynote of Apple was uh, some time ago, and and I, I, every time they were talking about a feature that meant that something is kept private on your phone, it doesn't go to Apple servers, there was a standing ovation. Five years ago, nobody was cheering for privacy. So I think the world has also changed a little bit in their consciousness about how data is being used. So even though it, I think it might be an edge now for the US and, and China, I think people are getting a little bit more concerned about what can be done with these technologies and the usage of data. For me, this example is exciting in a sense that this privacy thing uh, that you just mentioned happens without regulation. So the company yeah. is doing yeah. because of yeah. the need yeah. of yeah. a customer. Yeah. And it becomes and, an edge now. Now yeah, it becomes uh, an edge for uh, them. And, uh, and as, a, as a more business-minded person, uh, that's uh, that's lovely for me that the system regulates itself. So so let's talk a little bit about you know what can what can we do or what, what should happen for Estonia to become even better at nurturing some of these startups and scale-ups in, in the field of AI. What's what's missing, and what do you think can be done from a, from a, a government or non or or not even with government intervention? Definitely, talent is one aspect of it, and, and North Star AI. You mentioned the president. Uh, president also opened the North Star AI. Uh, yeah, it was a lovely, a lovely speech, and everyone were kind of extremely amazed. Uh, foreigners, a third of us uh, in a public were actually not from Estonia. Uh, but education, um, uh, I know that a couple of days ago, uh, University of Tartu Computer Science Department just announced a new master's program, uh, which uh, is about data science. Um, and um, I'm also part of it a bit, uh, helping to think about what you then actually teach and what should be the skills. Um, and yeah. People is the most important aspect. Mm -hmm. We don't need uh, resources. We don't need some mind something. We don't need kind of any machinery. It's just a laptop. Uh, it is only people. So and it's uh, talent. It's talent. Yeah. It's, so it's either talent. either you try to nurture that from within with with education, which obviously take, takes a while, or or you try to get those people here. And I think in Europe there's a couple of hotspots of uh, you know. Uh, computer vision somewhere. I think I, w I went to to Belarus, and they're very strong with 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 computer vision. And then uh, other places that are good with uh, with AI. And and I think maybe Estonia could could try to nurture that talent in one of those fields. Trin, what do you what do you think? Yes, uh, the whole mission of North Star AI is to nurture the talent, but not only the talent uh, who is here, but also bring talent in um, and uh, put Estonia on the map so that other countries see us as well. And uh, I think collaboration is also a big part of uh, uh, where, where we should um, put our focus next. So it's not only uh, these separate countries in EU developing uh, their own AIs, either in the government or, or the company, 
companies, but really to share, practice, uh, share pre best practices. And that's why we're also organizing this annual conference that we just had on the 7th of March, bringing in uh, practic AI practitioners from Spotify, Netflix, Amazon, Microsoft, from all over the world, uh, except uh, Asia this time, to really share pract best practices. And um, uh, as we were talking about the hype to really uh, show that uh, it's not too much about the hype uh, and uh, the mystical part of AI. It's very approachable to developers now because uh, there are pre-trained uh, pre models out there. Uh, you can get open data or governmental data to um, uh, teach your um, algorithms. So we really want to show practitioners that uh, the area of implementation of uh, AI is here and you can do that uh, without uh, uh, getting a PhD Great uh, degree, uh, perhaps. So, so for for anyone out there listening and considering, you know, starting a, a company or, or wanting to get involved in the field of AI, uh, Estonia has a vibrant community that's uh, willing to share uh, what they're what they've learned and and kind of uh, help them uh, get started with uh, with their idea. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we were, comp or you wanted to compare very much Estonia to other countries or rank them. Maybe it's not that much needed. It's it's well known and understandable that Estonia is successful in the field. We have a lovely ecosystem and it maybe is not that important who is ahead and how to measure it. Uh, but we do have one, th one thing that I like about it more than, let's say, Silicon Valley or, or London. I think I haven't seen an ecosystem that is so friendly towards each other. Mm -hmm. Like the, mm -hmm. the companies, actually uh, leaders of companies from who are in a, in a way be, uh, competing for talent, they're still friendly to each other. They kind of help each other. Uh, they share lawyers, they share kind of uh, people uh, marketing people in America and so on um, give advice to each other um, but I can go to Bolt and just kind of ask them oh, how you how you were solving this please help me and they are actually helping and, and that's uh, that's very amazing uh, amazing community it isn't, it's not the case in London or Silicon Valley and that's also kind of a way to, to grow right that's also a way to by sharing these experiences yeah. with within a small community that's also the way to, to get better at, uh, at it yeah I think one reason why it is so first of all there is a lot of common heritage from Skype, so people already knew know each other. Thing, know yeah. each other. But other reason is that uh, if you're making a truly global big company, then you are not. You don't care about customers in Estonia, and you don't care about v uh, money in Estonia because VC money is not large enough in Estonia. So you are not competing locally for the main resources. Uh, that's why helping each other is kind of makes, makes more sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good also, uh, all these companies uh, you mentioned, Christian, are uh, still uh, competing for talent. But of course, we see that uh, it's a small community and the talent nevertheless uh, changes jobs. And uh, uh, yeah, I think the main benefit is that people are very friendly to exchange their knowledge. The other day I heard that uh, one of the smaller startups of Estonia approached also, also the head of uh, data in Polt to ask how should we really start with our machine learning activities. And uh, after the meeting, they found out that they don't uh, even have to think about AI at that stage, being a very early stage company, because at that point, Excel or business intelligence would solve their uh, uh, challenges. So it's also 
to understand better where to start and mm. where to start mm. building the teams, not only the technical part, because the technical, technically we are already there and people, uh, uh, the, the technologies are approachable, but the main question still uh, remains, uh, how can you make money out of it and uh, where is the business uh, uh, in this AI applications? And, and just to, to wrap things up, looking at the future, uh, what do we think are going to be, and I know the future is hard to predict, but what could be some of the trends uh, coming up with uh, within this field and how can uh, how can Estonia take advantage of them? I know that Estonia is thinking into having maybe something connected to some AI personhood, like giving AI legal status. Is that I would say that's an hype. That's a hype, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's, what's out there? What's, what's coming? Definitely one thing that I am now sure of is that uh, uh, the streets will be full with autonomous things uh, we already know we can project the scaling of uh, Starship robots we can project when we will have 1000 and 10,000 and then 100,000 and so on uh, uh, and it's, it, it is happening and in the, same, in the same way if we look at the self-driving cars we don't see like new car self-driving cars growing in our neighborhood, but that's the nature of exponential growth. Mm-hmm. Like actually, they are doubling every mm-hmm. like four months the self-driving cars in the world, and they are getting uh, uh, better even faster. And everything has been exponential for ten years already. It doesn't mean that we will see them here, uh, but as soon as we see first one, they will be everywhere yeah. quite quickly. So. At the moment, I am sure that both of these things happen, uh, self-driving robots and uh, self-driving cars, uh, and this has a huge impact in in society. Which drives the urgency for for maybe having some more supportive legislation when it comes to self-driving cars. Yes, I think we should definitely help help this to happen correctly. Uh, But but I think uh, maybe, maybe people don't understand also how big an impact it will have uh, on the society in the same way how when we invented electricity then it radically changed everything it gave like billions of new uh, ideas for businesses and organizing everything and and uh, electricity is about uh, transporting energy then we invented telephones and, and radios. It radically transformed everything. Uh, then there was internet, so it's about transporting information uh, effortlessly or automatically. And now we are talking about something similar. We will start transporting matter, atoms, mm. molecules automatically. So we have already automatic warehouses. We can pick them. We can uh, drive the goods uh, with self-driving things. And if you can transport matter automatically, it will have a, such a huge impact to the society, which is impossible to predict and I've been thinking about it for 10 years like what will the city look like and what are the new amazing businesses Mm -hmm. like if internet was invented internet itself actually is nothing Mm -hmm. on top of it you have Facebook Google, uh, Amazon and so on that is the power there in the same way self-driving technology will be there but then on top of it a lot of huge things will happen but that's amazing Uh, that's amazing to think of it from that perspective of you know societal transformation and whether Estonia is ready to pick up on all the new opportunities that come with it you know maybe without needing to have you know all the know-how of uh, of AI here but then it's about picking up the opportunities that this field uh, unlocks 
Catherine, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I wouldn't look too much into science fiction, but the future for Estonia and for the world will bring more uh, real life applications, uh, so that also citizens uh, who are now further away from the uh, AI scene who don't understand it, uh, for them it's still science fiction, but it's actually already in our everyday lives uh, via Spotify or Netflix or Bolt or Starship. So uh, it will get more approachable, and I hope that in the future people will understand it. Uh, that it will not that much uh, change uh, or kill some jobs. That uh, that's evident, and that's going to happen. But it will also boost the economy and our GDP. So to see the benefits of AI um, is the future. I would like to mention that uh, this again AI and data science uh, uh, comparison as well. That actually data science uh, is coming towards end users and they need to start kind of reading graphs and more data more regularly as well. It has shown that more newspaper articles have graphs and figures and so on. It wasn't the case like 50 mm-hmm. years ago or mm-hmm. something. Uh, and for example, I, uh, people are talking about uh, addiction of a smartphone, like uh, how much they are using it, that people are using too much. Now uh, in iPhone, there is a default uh, uh, system that it actually gives you dashboards, reports of how you use uh, your uh, iPhone. And then this conversation, am I too addicted? Am I more addicted uh, than recently? That becomes a visualization, a a dashboard that everyone can read. And then this conversation becomes so much more like real. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can Mm -hmm. actually put set goals for yourself. I will not open my smartphone more than 10 times a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and this is the data science. As soon as you gather the data, as soon as you visualize it, you can start kind of doing something, talking about it rationally, having goals. And that's what we are doing with data science in in Mm -hmm. company. Every aspect of this, we're trying to make it accessible, visualize it, and then start having goals, predictions, finding what is going wrong there, on what time of day I'm maybe using my phone too much, Uh, maybe then I can find a solution for that problem, have a training session at that time or whatever. Um, We are doing the same uh, in company with every aspect, like making everything better. So guys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you both on the show. Uh, Trin, Christian, thank you very much. And that's it for today. Uh, We'll have a new episode in a couple of weeks. Uh, See you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Startup in Estonia podcast. We'll be back with a new episode very soon. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud so you can get every episode delivered to you directly. We'll be back in two weeks' time with a fresh dose of inspiration. See you soon.